listening to the Healthy Habitat Podcast with Natalie Noctegal. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Why did I say that three times? I don't know. Um, This is so exciting because I recorded uh, three or four podcast episodes. I still didn't know if I had a name yet. Like I kind of thought maybe I did. And anyway, I've recorded those episodes like two months earlier than right now. So it's currently mid-September. I'm pretty sure I started those episodes in like July. (laughs) And I'm laughing because I knew that I really wanted to start a podcast, but I wasn't exactly sure how or what or when or where, you know, all those big questions. And uh, you may have noticed that all the episodes have this wonderful intro, the Healthy Habitat Podcast. And there's zero mention of the Healthy Habitat or anything like that. It was just um, because those episodes were actually recorded prior. And I was like, you know, let's just have them. There they are, because uh, I still think all of that is valid and part of the story. I did want to share, you know, my own backstory, if you will, why the heck not? And also a little fluff to kick off the podcast. You know what I'm saying? A little fluff. Um, I promise that it's not just going to be me. It's not. Um, but I did just want to start um, with, like I said, my own story and what it is that I'm doing here and bringing to the table before bringing on guests and all of that. So here we are. It is a beautiful, crisp September morning. This morning when I woke up, classic Tennessee weather with the misty fog. If you've heard of the Smoky Mountains, like that is really a thing. Not that I'm actually in the Smoky Mountains, but sometimes we get that vibe with the misty fog just hanging over the town and the trees. And uh, it was just, it was awesome. Um, But now the sun is out and it's warming up. I think the high is like in the high 70s today. It's absolutely perfect. I have already cold plunged. I've had my delicious coffee with a splash of heavy cream and I have journaled my death spiral negative thoughts out of existence. (laughs) I've journaled them away. Um, So I'm off to a great morning and I'm actually sipping on right now. I am sipping on an ice cold mason jar glass of kefir. Um, and I didn't make this kefir, but I'm about to start making my own kefir with hopefully raw milk, whatever I can find. I'm, I'm struggling to actually find raw milk, but that's not important to this episode. Okay. So today I just wanted to address the healthy habitat podcast. Now that I've, um, really, I don't know. I picked a name. There we go. I picked a name and there's a reason why I picked this name and why it took me I all summer to just wrap my mind around, um, the whole theme here. And I landed on the healthy habitat because I realized that it really is everything. The more that I, the more that it feels like a jigsaw puzzle with layers upon layers of complexity, you know, it's like I'm excavating. I, not that I've ever done that, but I imagine if you were excavating fossils, you you keep digging and you keep uncovering and you keep finding layer after layer after layer and with more answers come more questions anyway that's just me um so that's been my my healing journey and oh my gosh also 
this is a bit all over the place, but I, I do just want to fully catch you up on things. Um, so the first thing is I'm pretty sure when I very first introduced myself and this podcast and all the things, I was like, I'm just a little lowly artist, singer, songwriter, you know, I'm not really uh, anything in this space and I'm still not, but I did enroll in the nutritional therapy practitioner program with the NTA. If you've been in the health and nutrition space, specifically the holistic side of it, you've probably heard of this program. You've probably worked with an NTP or an FNTP, a nutritional therapy practitioner. Anyway, I, I just was craving more information, um, in nutrition and all of that. So we'll get into that, but I am currently an NTP student and I'm stoked. I'm loving it. Okay. So the healthy habitat, I just, like I said, the more that I've gone down this road and I keep uncovering layers and pieces, I wanted to, you know, have a conversation with myself, but with other people about health, but not just nutrition and not just biohacking and longevity and, you know, uh, I don't know, not just all the physical pieces because it, it really isn't just that. Um, it is, I think nutrition is a really big piece of the puzzle. Food really is medicine and I'm learning so much and, and I don't know, I've implemented so much and it really is changing my life. So I think talking about nutrition and using food as medicine, and yeah, that might mean specific diets or nutritional protocols, just depending on whatever you are individually going through, it does mean that. But it also means our thoughts and our consciousness. And it means the light that we're exposed to or not exposed to, or I should say the natural light that we're exposed to. Um, it means our perceptions, our beliefs, about ourselves and about the world around us. It means touching grass for God's sake. <laughs> it means the clothes that we wear and you know the the lotions we put on our skin. It means all of that. It all counts. I wish that we could just isolate one piece, one thing that is the lever that affects our health. Whether you've been diagnosed with a chronic illness or a disease, or maybe you're just trying to lose weight or just feel better, or you just feel tired, or you just have this collection of symptoms that you know that something's not quite right. You just don't feel awesome, you know? And I really do believe that we have so much potential to feel awesome. We really, really do. People have come back from death's door and come back feeling even better than they did before. So I do believe that that has a potential for all of us should we want it. And that's what I'm here to figure out and uncover for myself and for anyone else who wants to be a part of this journey with me. But I've realized that it is about the habitat. And so I the collective. So yes, my own health, my own situation, but also just what I observe whenever I look around at my, my fellow people. 
And when I look outside, it's like from the outside looking in kind of a perspective, I kind of see a human zoo. And I don't mean a zoo in the way that like we're just a bunch of wild animals running around. No, I mean like the dark side of the zoo. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I love animals so much. I have such a heavy, deep, deep compassion for all life, including animal life and just nature in general. But animals with their big eyes and their cute fur looking up at you. Are you kidding me? Yes. Such a deep place. Okay. So I can't go to zoos. I cannot visit a zoo. Now I'm sure there are some in the country that I could visit, but I'm just going to say your average run of the mill city zoo. Do you know what I'm talking about? Can you picture it? Have you been there? I can't go visit those places anymore because I see these incredible creatures completely cut off from their natural environment. I see them eating a food that is not their native food, the food that they're not designed to be eating. I see them living in confined, artificially created spaces just for us to be able to look at them. Oh, so sad. And I know, I mean, I kind of am. I don't mean to be hating on zoos. I'm not hating on all zoos. I know nothing about the zoo industry. I'm just going to put that out there. But as a patron who has visited a handful of random zoos in the country, This is all I'm basing this off of. I know there's awesome ones, okay? So just throwing this out there. But that's kind of what I see when I look around at my fellow humans. I'm just like, we're in a freaking zoo. I mean, that is the epitome of modernity, of modern life. We've kind of co-constructed ourselves to be in captivity. We are human beings, that should be living what? But we find ourselves confined in an incredibly unnatural habitat. Do you see what I'm saying? And we've become so separate from our natural environment, from our natural ecosystems, that it really is hard to know which way is up. And I know I'm like throwing out a ton of generalizations here. But tell me I'm wrong. I mean, when we look at the, and I'm speaking for America, but when we look at, you know, our average friends that we know, you know, living in cities, living in suburbs, you know, going to our jobs, doing the thing, and our lives have become so busy from the time we wake up until the time we go to bed, and there's so much coming at us. There's just more to do, more to consume, more to buy, more to strive for. And amid all of that, you know, we barely have enough time to go take a walk through the trees. You know, how many how many people can say, you know, in an average week of their life, how many times they saw the sunrise or the sunset, how many times they touched their bare feet on the earth, 
how many times that, you know, in, even in the summer, they were able to have their bare skin exposed to the sunshine. You know, I mean, these have become luxuries and they are luxuries, but they shouldn't be luxuries. And so that, that's what all this came from. And that's what all of this is about. I just thought, man, that that's the mission here, at least for me, because my goal is to thrive. It really, really is. And I've come so close and I'm still learning. And the more that I learn, the more that I realize there still is to learn, the more that I realize I don't know, but every day I feel closer and more just excited and driven to thrive because I do believe that is our birthright as humans. I believe that the natural human state is so much better than we could ever imagine. I really do think that. I think that's just been lost over the generations as each generation that comes by and we've become more and more disconnected from our natural habitat, from being a part of nature, that the more that we've forgotten what it really should feel like to be a human being on this earth. And and that's what we're here for. Those of us that are starting to wake up and realize that this cannot be it. I think there's so many people starting to realize that this isn't quite right. This isn't it. And, and we're, we're shifting and we're changing and it's going to be a long journey. I think getting back to that and finding a way to, obviously we're still moving forward. This is evolution we're talking about. So we move forward, but how do we progress and move forward without losing what it is to be human? How do we marry these worlds, you know, of progress, but without losing ancient wisdom and, and our place in the whole system and the whole ecosystem. So part of my healing journey every day is to think about how do I rebuild this habitat? How do I rebuild a natural habitat that encourages health and healing and vitality, robustness, thriving, instead of a habitat that promotes sickness and fatigue and allergies and all the horrible things that we've just learned to put up with. Pain, pain. How many people experience chronic physical pain every day? I just... Oh, oh, it breaks my heart. I am sorry if this podcast is a little all over the place. I started to make some bullet point notes and then I was just like, oh, I just got to get the thoughts out of my head. I don't even know how to organize them. Um, so I'm sorry for that. But just a couple of things that I want to leave you with. Um, a lot of this that I'm talking about, if you've ever read the book, Civilized to Death, Oh my gosh, who, um, I'm actually, oh my gosh, the beauty of recording your own podcast, when you need to stop and look something up, you just hit pause, hit stop on the recording, go look it up, come back. So here we are. Okay. So Christopher Ryan, author of Civilized to Death, The Price of Progress, this, this book, it's been actually, I don't know, two years since I've read this book. But he does a great job in 
describing a, a piece of what I'm talking about here and a piece that I've noticed, I'm sure you've noticed this in your own life that just the more that we've gotten disconnected, the more that we are hurting and suffering. And, and I don't just mean physically. I also mean just spiritually, emotionally, you know, this feeling of a feeling like you don't fit in. You don't have a place. What is your purpose? Especially if you don't have a family. So, um, it's just my husband and I and, uh, our dogs. <laughs> so we don't have kids at this time, but, um, cause I can see how just, you know, having kids really gives you purpose to live for. But you know, when you're not there, like I, sometimes I'm just like, why, why am I here? I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a disconnection that sometimes I, I struggle like right now. I, I don't have the words for it. It's just a, um, this weird, intangible disconnect. I don't even know how to fully describe it other than that. And I do think that plays a role in this whole bigger picture um, of just how we've come to live. But there's a part in that book, Civilized to Death, where he talks about for substance abuse studies, uh, like heroin, that kind of thing. And I mean, this will blow your mind, but what was so cool about those studies is that, you know, they would put the drug in the water of the, the rat cage or whatever, whatever they were living in and they would drink it. They would get addicted to it. They would quit being rats. Essentially they would quit trying to procreate. They would quit trying to get food. Um, and they would just be addicted and get sick and self-destruct essentially, Sound familiar? (laughs) Um, But this really, really smart person thought, you know what? You know, looking at this rat cage in the laboratory and then looking at rats out in the wild, like this is a completely different, like night and day difference of a habitat, of an environment. So uh, this really smart person whose name I can't remember, but it's in the book, go check it out, redid the entire study, redid the entire test and created, tried to mimic a natural habitat as much as possible with the rats. So they had all their families and they had their food and like grass and I don't even know, but they had all the things that a rat needs, um, to have a really like healthy, much more natural habitat. And they did it again, did the same thing. They put, you know, had, uh, some drug in the water or whatever. I don't know if it was heroin, whatever it was. And the rats would try it. And then they didn't really care too much about it. They just kept living their lives. They kept, you know, having babies and getting food and, you know, being a part of their little rat community. And that just goes to show you how big of a role the environment plays. It really, it really does include everything. So I just want to leave you with that. That's, that's why I'm calling this the healthy habitat. And that's going to be a wide array of topics. I know this is probably the most broad stroking podcast theme that there ever was, <laughs> but that's that's health. That's what it means to heal and be healthy. You can't just pinpoint one little sliver of the pie because you need all of it. Everything counts. Everything is a factor. And um so my friends, uh <laughs> 
Jessica Lynn Williams, we had a podcast on called Never Cured, Always Healed. And something that we said multiple times as we were talking through our own healing journeys is as much as we would love for there to be like this one thing, you know, this one lever that you pull and then that's the thing, there's not a silver bullet when it comes to healing. And I still have to learn this lesson all the time. There's not one silver bullet. There is a thousand, if not more, silver bullets. There's a thousand things all at play. And that can feel stressful and overwhelming. But just take a breath with me. Because we are not here to be more stressed. We are not here to make things harder or more difficult or more confusing. Okay? We're here to unpack and discover this together. It's exciting. It's fun. It's hard, but it's fun because on the other side of this is freedom. On the other side of this is thriving. Okay. I know that's what you want. That's what I want. And I believe it's possible for all of us. And we're going to do it together. One teeny tiny little baby step at a time. We are going to reconstruct our own habitat. Okay. You ready? You with me? Thank you so much for your love, patience, peace, generosity, understanding all the things. And if you got through this whole little rambly thing, you are my best friend. Please connect with me in all the ways. I don't even know. I I guess Instagram is where we'll start, but I'm going to put some links in the show notes. Don't you worry. You can send me an email, send me a little DM. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm going to go finish this delicious glass of kefir. Kefir? Kefir? I like kefir. I like saying it like that, but I don't know if that's right. Um, Thank you so much again. And I don't really have a spoken outro yet. Clearly, I'm flying by the seat of my pants here, but I'm just going to say, let's take this one day at a time, okay? One day at a time. One step at a time, one piece at a time. So whatever you need to do today to just rebuild one little piece of your habitat, do that. Whatever that is for you. If you need to go get outside, watch the sun come up first thing in the morning, even when it's cold, even when you're tired. If you need to take your shoes off and go stand outside for just a few minutes on the grass, do that. Do what you need to do. Maybe you just need to drink a big old glass of filtered water. That works too. Okay, but do whatever you need to do. Build your habitat. And I will see you soon.